Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. For those of you listening to this episode in the podcast format, please be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're on and leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're able to. And if you want to see the video format, then please tune in to YouTube. That's where I'm posting uh, pretty much all these videos is on YouTube as well so that you can go ahead and see me talking to you, I guess. Uh, but either way, however you do it, thank you very much for the support. I really appreciate it. And let's jump into today's episode, which is going to be all about longevity. So longevity is essentially just creating a longer lifespan. So living to a longer age or an older age. And really, it's one of my main focuses with health. Uh, I started off really getting into health and health and wellness because of the gastrointestinal issues that I had when I was younger. However, through the whole process of, you know, changing my diet and, you know, increasing exercise and just doing different lifestyle changes to really focus on being as healthy as possible, you know, I started coming across this very specific goal of trying to do the right things to live a long life, right? Like, I think everyone, for the most part, probably wants to live a pretty long life. Um, and of course, that's not everything. I think it's very important for us to focus on, you know, making the most of the life that we do have. But nonetheless, um, I think it's really important for us to eat healthy so that we can live a long life, but also to live a long life and in the later years, still be able to enjoy our lives, right? Still be physically capable and mentally able to, you know, understand what's going on around us and to really interact with uh, our environment. So longevity is definitely something I'm really focused on. And I wanted to break down like, you know, what is aging? How can we determine our biological age as opposed to our chronological age? Yes, you have two different ages, which is kind of interesting. Um, and also just talk about different things that we can do to help increase our longevity. And, um, you know, you'd probably be quite surprised by some of these things are really, really simple uh, for the most part. But nonetheless, we're going to really dive into it and talk about a couple methods of how we calculate aging, essentially. essentially. Uh, so really excited to jump into that now. Uh, this whole idea of a biological age, I think is very interesting and um, is something that I learned about probably in the last like four or five years. But for those of you who don't know, you obviously have a chronological age, which is the age that you would celebrate your birthday on, right? So um, the chrono chronological age is just based off of the amount of time that you've been basically here on the planet Earth living, right? And your biological age is rather a look into your... DNA and being able to determine how old you are biologically. So someone who is 40 years old chronologically, uh, they could actually have a biological age that is either younger or older. So they could maybe have a biological age of 30 or a biological age of 60. So um, maybe wouldn't be that dramatic, but nonetheless, you get the point here. So how can we even determine biological age? Well, there are a few different methods, but the one that I'm most familiarized with, and it's also the one that a lot of these companies who test your biological age are using. And it's simply by, well, sorry, not simply, um, it is pretty complicated. And so I'm going to explain it in the most simple way that I possibly can. Um, I have a little excerpt here written down, but basically a very common method used uh, for by most of these companies is by looking at DNA methylation. 
uh, from a blood sample typically, which is uh, a chemical modification to your DNA, which regulates which genes get turned on and turned off. So you're given a set of genes when you're born and essentially you can, well, you kind of can determine through the actions you make and like the lifestyle choices you make, you can determine what genes are activated and what genes are not activated. So basically in your genome, you have areas that will generally have increased methylation with age and some areas that have decreased, sorry, decreased methylation with age. And you can see patterns in the DNA in terms of your DNA methylation, and this will determine your biological age. So by looking at your DNA, we can basically see that, okay, generally, you know, this, this area of the DNA would have, you know, more methylation or less methylation with aging. And so through observing that and comparing is kind of how they get the biological age, which like I said, this is not a very simple idea, obviously, like we're literally determining bio, determining biological age here. Um, but I hope that kind of makes sense. Nonetheless, the most important thing to know is that yes, there are tests out there that you can take for actually a pretty reasonable price that will tell you your biological age. And personally, in my opinion, I think it's a great thing to get tested because it can really either be very sobering or, you know, and, and like you can see that, oh, wow, like I'm actually biologically older than my chronological age, which is something that probably none of us really want, right? So um, I think being able to see that and recognize it can help us to make correct decisions in our life and, and help us to maybe have motivation to, to do a little better to get our biological age old, uh, a little bit younger. So anyways, uh, if you are curious about that, just literally type in, you know, biological age test and you'll find plenty of them. I don't have one specifically that I would recommend, but um, there's a bunch out there. Now, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about lifespan. So here currently in the US, and this is according to the World Data website, and they say that here in the US, the average lifespan of women is 80.2 years, and for men, it is 74.5 years. So that is the current average lifespan of men and women here in the United States. And I just kind of thought this was an interesting little fact here, but also, according to them, they have the uh, country with the longest lifespan being Hong Kong, where the women live on average for 88 years and the men live uh, 82.9 years on average. So um, very interesting to see that. Personally, um, I would love to live to over 90 and possibly even uh, over 100. That's my personal goal. So hopefully I'm doing much better than the re uh, a majority of the population, I guess. Uh, but I really think it's interesting for us to compare the current lifespans with the lifespans of the past. So as we know, obviously we have been increasing our lifespan throughout the years. So if we look back at 1900, the year 1900, there was some research done at the University of California, Berkeley, where they found that men had an average lifespan of 46.3 years and oh sorry yeah 46.3 for uh men and 48.3 years for women so we can see right there that there's a massive increase in lifespan from the year 1900 to the year 2023 uh which is something that we would obviously i think like to see trying to have a longer lifespan but what i did find very interesting is that 
at this current moment, we are actually decreasing in our lifespan. So if, this is pretty much the first time in recorded human history that we are not going to outlive our predecessors. That's really uh, pretty crazy because I always thought it was just like, yeah, we're going to continue to just increase, increase, increase our lifespan as time goes on, you know, technology and we figure out the body and science with the food and we're just really going to get it down. But that is not the case. Uh, as of right now, we are having a decrease in lifespan. So to kind of give you an example, uh, according to the CDC, we experienced a decrease of 0.2 years on average for life expectancy from the year 2014 to the year 2015. So when we compare the average life expectancy of 2015, which was 76.5 years for men and 81.3 years for women, we can see about a, a two-year decrease for men and about a year decrease for women in life expectancy from 2015 to 2023. This is a really... Yeah, sobering statistic. Um, like I said, it's like seeing your biological age. If it's older than your chronological age, it can be very sobering and, and, and a big wake-up call. And really, I think this is uh, hopefully the wake-up call for us as a society to recognize that, you know, what we are doing is not basically good, right? Like it's no longer continuing to increase our lifespan and our longevity. So um, yeah, basically... It's a really great way to observe and see that the lifestyle choices that we are making and the food that we are putting in our body, which literally becomes your body, right? Every cell in your body is made up of the food that you are eating, the water that you are drinking, and the air that you are breathing. Like, that is your body. That is what it's made of. And we are definitely not putting in the right things into our body to be increasing this lifespan. So... Not trying to be super morbid, like trust me, I'll end this on a good note and uh, you know, always give you tactics and things that you can do to try to increase your lifespan and uh, you know, fix whatever these issues are that are occurring. But I also thought it would be pretty interesting to do a little bit of a dive into what causes aging so that we can have a little bit of a better idea in terms of what the heck is going on with our bodies getting older. So for just kind of a definition of what aging is. Uh, obviously, I think most people understand what aging is in a very basic sense, like your body grows old and you are more prone to disease and, you know, getting hurt and just all of that stuff that normally occurs when you get older and eventually leads to us passing away, right? Well, to put it into a little bit more of a I guess, scientific or just a, a, a better worded uh, definition, uh, aging is the, sorry, is created through multiple causes such as damage to the structures and functions of the molecules, cells, organs, and etc. of an organism. Some causes of aging include oxidative stress, glycation, telomere shortening, side reactions, mutations, aggregation of proteins, and more. In other words, it is the progressive damage to the structures and functions that we perceive and characterize as aging. This damage leads to the development of pathological conditions and as a consequence to death. So basically just a more fancy way of saying your body gets to a point where 
through many different uh, processes, your body gets to a point where it's not able to kind of, you know, recreate newer cells and, you know, uh, keep up on top of the aging process, right, and combat it. And eventually gets to a point where that process takes over the aging process, and we initially go, or then we start to go into a decline, and eventually, uh, yeah, we we pass away and die. So there are a lot of different things that we could focus on here, but I really wanted to mainly focus on two types of aging, or two things that we believe to be uh, major causes of aging, and those are going to be. Uh, the shortening of telomeres and oxidative stress, basically. So we're going to start with oxidative stress, which for those of you who don't know what oxidative stress is, you probably do know the term antioxidant, right? Um, you always see uh, maybe certain teas like green tea or the acai berry. They really promote that it has a lot of antioxidants. Well, let's kind of understand why an antioxidant is even important in the first place. So the reason an antioxidant is important is because it neutralizes oxidative stress or the impact of oxidative stress. Now, oxidative stress occurs in the body naturally uh, when we produce and accumulate free radicals faster than we are able to process and get rid of them. So that is essentially oxidative stress, is the production of these free radicals at a rate faster than which we can process and get rid of them. Now, like I said, the pro, uh, product, sorry, the production of free radicals isn't necessarily a bad thing as we will naturally produce them through things like exercise and inflammation. However, it is a bad thing when we are overproducing these free radicals and not getting enough antioxidants in our bodies to deal with this overbearing amount of free radicals and that will eventually cause a lot of harm to the cells and aging, right? So I'm going to keep these pretty basic and just kind of leave that right there, but I'm going to move into a few things that cause oxidative stress. So for oxidative stress, you really want to avoid things like pesticides, harmful cleaners, uh, cigarette smoke, radiation, pollution, uh, diets containing high amounts of sugar and alcohol. Uh, these are all things that you want to avoid when it comes to oxidative stress because they cause oxidative stress. And in terms of consuming adequate amounts of antioxidants that will combat these free radicals and essentially combat oxidative stress is by eating foods like berries, dark leafy greens, olives, green tea, turmeric, cinnamon, cacao, acai, and shaga, the medicinal mushroom. These are all things that are very, very potent with antioxidants and can really help to combat those free radicals. So uh, really quickly here, I just had to mention that this is one of the main reasons why I am always drinking Organifi's juice powders and taking my spirulina and chlorella. And it is mainly for the, you know, obviously for all of the amazing things that it can do in the body, but because it has such powerful 
herbs and medicinal mushrooms in them, such as literally shaga, cacao, cinnamon, turmeric, uh, green tea, has all of those in their various juice powders. And it's just a really, really easy way to get those into the body. Or like I said, through spirulina and chlorella. Uh, if you want to go ahead and check out Organifi, please go ahead and do, show, do so. I have them linked in the show notes and you get 20% off for being a listener. It's a nice little way of me saying thank you to you for being a listener and also a great way to support the show and have some incredible, incredible products in your hands. Uh, these are only products that I personally use and I really, really enjoy them. So uh, that is something that I highly recommend is only something that I'm going to be taking myself, but there is a ton of benefit from them and I highly recommend that you go ahead and try them out. Now, in terms of telomeres and the shortening of telomeres, this is a very interesting way of kind of looking at our biological age. So telomeres, to kind of just even explain what they are, you can kind of think of them as the little plastic ending at a shoe, uh, yeah, at a shoelace, right? It's actually called an aglet. Had to look that up. Had no idea that it even had a term. Um, but essentially, the telomere is the aglet of your shoelace. Now, what it does is your telomere is the aglet of the chromosome. So the telomere is actually uh, responsible for cell division, or actually, sorry, not responsible, but rather required for cell division. And with each cell repl replication that we have, the telomere gets shorter and shorter and shorter until it eventually is so short that your cells can no longer divide. And it's at this point that your uh, tissue will start to age because the old cells are not being replaced by newer cells. So the telomeres, which are that little uh, piece of your chromosome, it's like a little protective cap like the aglet on a sho uh, shoelace, it is responsible for the cell division, right? And the replication of new cells. And over time, they will naturally shorten, but there are things that we can do in life that will shorten them even faster. And then by shortening those telomeres at a faster rate, you are essentially killing yourself kind of faster. <laughs> you're like, you're shortening your lifespan. So uh, we really want to avoid shortening our telomeres at a fast rate or if any at all to a degree. Um, that can get a little into a whole other topic, but nonetheless, uh, the telomeres and their lengths are a pretty good indi indicator of your biological age. And, um, yeah, basically you won't be able to reproduce new cells if those telomeres are getting too short. So we really want to focus on trying to keep those telomeres nice and long. And once again, just as with oxidative stress, a lot of the same things that are causing oxidative stress are also going to be shortening your telomeres. So you can think of things like obesity, smoking, pollution, harmful chemical chemicals in your cleaning products, as well as your beauty care products is a really, really, really big one that I think is not spoken about enough. Um, yeah, honestly, a lot of the beauty care products are really, really bad for you and should be very, you should be very cautious with the beauty care products that you are using. Just going to leave that there for now because that's a whole other topic as well. Um, and then also one thing that causes uh, the shortening of telomeres is stress. And really stress is one that doesn't get enough recognition in my opinion, but stress is literally like the silent killer um, in so many ways, right? And stress not only can 
shorten your telomeres and essentially your life, but also take away the enjoyment of life, right? And also kind of just make you show up as not such a good person in your life. So uh, stress is a huge one, something I really focus on. And for those of you who are dealing with a ton of stress, I highly recommend that you figure a way to lower that stress level. And one of the best ways is literally just breathing, taking deep breaths. Uh, so definitely, if you're super stressed out, take some deep breaths and expand your belly on the inhale and contract it on the exhale. It's going to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. Now, just as most of the things that cause oxidative stress cause the shortening of your telomeres, the same things that will, ex you know, get rid of oxidative stress or combat oxidative stress are also going to help keep your telomeres at a nice long length. And those things are very simple, a well-balanced diet, uh, intake of antioxidants, right? <laughs> Literally they're they're They go hand in hand, um, exercise. And then one of my favorite things that I practice and is very good for this is intermittent fasting. Now, a little bit of a caveat on that intermittent fasting is something you do need to be very careful with, um, very specifically too, for, um, uh, women and their hormones. So, if you're fasting, if you're doing intermittent fasting, there are a ton of great benefits to be had from it. But if you're doing it at the wrong times for specifically for women, although it can be for men as well, and for doing it for too long of a period of time, you can actually be in a state of more so like starvation and you can really, really mess your hormone levels up. So being very, very careful and intentional with your intermittent fasting is going to be key here. But at the same time, there is a lot of benefit to be had from doing fasting. Uh, so if you are going to do some fasting, I would recommend reaching out to someone who knows what they're doing and speaking to them before you really dive into that. Um, it's something that I took a lot of caution with, with all of my clients to make sure that I was doing it properly. And um, yeah, literally, like I said, there's a point between fasting and starving, and you really want to make sure that you don't cross that line. Uh, now I also wanted to kind of move this podcast into, you know, practices that we could do that will help us increase our longevity aside from just, you know, the oxidative stress in the telomeres, but, uh, rather by looking at communities that are already living to really, really old ages, right? Like we already know that people can and have lived to 120 years, right? Um, that's probably about, you know, the maximum that we've really seen, but nonetheless, it is possible. And these areas where we have high concentrations of centenarians or people who live to a hundred, hundred years and older, um, they're known as blue zones. And there's just a few of these blue zones around the world, but they have been studied pretty in depth by a lot of people. And there's a few like reoccurring themes that we've seen with these blue zones and, They've kind of formulated them into questions that you can ask yourself to see, like, how does your life compare to that of a centenarian? And it can kind of give you a good idea of, is your life leading in a way of longevity or not? So um, there's a few questions that I'm going to just kind of pose to you guys here, and you can think about them to yourselves. Uh, but these are all coming from Blue Zones and people who have studied the Blue Zones. Uh, so kind of very interesting to uh, have that perspective. So the first question is, do you exercise regularly? Now, this doesn't have to be super, super intense workouts. It can be 
something very, very simple, but something to the amount of about 30 minutes a day, somewhere around there. And like I said, it could be going for a walk. It doesn't have to be anything too, too crazy. Um, actually, a lot of these blue zones, they don't go to the gym, but rather their lifestyle is a little bit more rigorous. So maybe they are sheep herders and they have to hike up five miles into the mountains every single day, right? Like these are the kind of activities that they're doing. And uh, so they're naturally just getting a lot of exercise. So that's the first one is, do you exercise regularly? Do you have a purpose or a reason why you wake up each day? This is actually very, very important. And uh, you know, it's kind of straying away from the dieting and everything, but nonetheless, it is extremely important. A person with purpose they're gonna have more purpose and reason to carry on in life, right? Number three, are you frequently stressed? Once again, this is a massive one. We really, really need to watch out for our stress levels. The 80% rule. Now, I talk about an 80-20% rule. This is a little bit different. This 80% rule is mainly focused on not overeating. So um, in Japan, I forget where it is, but they have a blue zone there, and they have a saying that they say to themselves every time they sit down to eat a meal. And basically it is to the effect of, I'm going to stop when I'm 80% full. And so when they're eating food, they will get to the point where they're 80% full. So not, you know, full, full, but getting to that point, And then they stop and they allow for that 20% to be left open. And that way they're not overly stuffing themselves. They're not overeating to any degree. And it's a really great way of having kind of portion control, but also listening to your body and knowing that, hey, like you're starting to get full, let's take it easy, right? Because there's been many times where food is just so tasty and we just mindlessly eat and then we end up overeating. Uh, so the 80% rule, do you practice it? Do you regularly eat three to five servings of fruits and vegetables? Um, a lot of the blue zones are pretty heavily plant-based, I would say. Um, there's definitely the inclusion of fish, um, pork, and uh, some other meats as well, some dairies, usually uh, goat or sheep-based dairy, uh, but they definitely eat a lot of plants. So focusing on, you know, getting three to five servings of fruit and fruits and vegetables each day is going to be something you want to focus on. Uh, the next one, do you smoke? Could be literally the inhalation of any kind of smoke, tobacco, weed, whatever. Uh, are you smoking in, in, to any degree, right? Uh, do you have a community of at least two to five people that you can call up at any time of the day for anything. This is a really, really, really important one. Community is massive. And within this community, I would also put in family. Um, but you know, if you're not super close with your family, that's okay. You can always have, you know, a community of friends that kind of supplement that. Um, but nonetheless, do you have a community, right? Having people that we can really rely on to a degree and, uh, you know, not like necessarily like financially, but like rely on them emotionally and for support, someone to talk to, uh, if your car breaks down, do you have someone you could call up that would, could come get you, right? Like these are the things that a community can bring to the table and, um, you know, being able to even just share moments, like having people over, um, sitting down for a meal and just having good times laughing together, right? Like that's, that's really, truly medicine right there. Um, so those are going to be the main questions uh, that you can kind of focus on and ask yourself. But, you know, if you think about it, these are really pretty simple things. Like these are not, are you taking this supplement? Are you, you know, doing this crazy biohacking thing or whatever, which of course, I'm, there's a lot of 
great things out there in terms of technology and all that, but really it always comes back down to the simple things in life, right? Like focusing on the really basics, good sleep, uh, good water, good food, good exercise, good community, low stress. You know, these are like the things that we really need to be focusing on. And they're so simple. We just have to have the willpower to do it, right? Because it is going to make us make a change in our lives to alter and fit this lifestyle, right? But at the end of the day, the good news is that you can do some very simple changes in your life and add a lot of, I would say, possibility of life and longevity to your life. So when it comes to longevity, I think this also kind of begs the question of, are we going to get to a point of, you know, being immortal and living forever? Personally, um, I don't, I want to say, I don't think we're going to get to that point, at least in my lifetime, uh, maybe after my lifetime, it could happen. Uh, I do think we are going to increase the lifespan or at least increase our knowledge. And if you choose to, you could live to a pretty, you know, significantly longer amount of years. Like, um, let's say on average, you could maybe get up to 120, 130, maybe 150, right? Like I think by the time that I die, there will be someone who probably, you know, breaks the record, gets up to like 130, 140, maybe 150. I don't know. Um, but obviously that person's going to be probably a bit of an outlier and taking very specific steps to get to that point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, personally, I just think that through our, our increasing of technology in, you know, stem cells specifically, I mean, that's a really, really big one. I think we're going to see a lot of new science coming out on, you know, how we can really increase our longevity and slow down the aging process. Like I said, I don't think we're ever, well, not ever, but I don't think we're going to really halt the aging process, but I do think we will slow it down uh, significantly and add a lot of time to our, our life if we, if we care to make those changes, right? Um, because that's the other process of this is, you know, like I said, I just laid out a bunch of things that you could do that are very, very simple and will add years to your life. We know this, but you know, a lot of people don't choose to do that. So, um, yeah, in terms of being immortal, maybe down the road, you know, after my life, uh, someone will get to that point. Um, but I think within our, or within my lifetime, um, you know, it's probably going to be more realistic that we have someone who lives, you know, some people who live pretty long, like past 120, um, but won't be immortal, I would say. And uh, also, I think really the most important thing, and I kind of said this in the beginning of the episode, but the most important thing at the end of the day truly is how well are you enjoying your life, right? Because whether you live to 180, 250 years old, or, you know, 30 years old, like either way, you're going to die, right? Like at some point that day is going to come, it's a little morbid, but you know, it is, it's a part of life. It is the, the cycle that we are in. And in a lot of ways, it's very beautiful because we do now have more value on each day. You know, um, I've seen people even break down, like how many weeks is in the average lifespan. And it's kind of surprisingly little, like there's not that many weeks or months, uh, in our lifetime. And, uh, you know, while that's a little bit scary sometimes, I think it's also a little bit motivating because 
it really shows us that we do need to make the most of our day. And, you know, each day is truly just an absolute blessing. The fact that you woke up today and, you know, you're in at least hopefully decent health and, uh, you know, you're able to have a whole 24 hours ahead of you where you can create and do whatever you basically want to do. You know, I mean, that is truly a gift. And, um, you know, a lot of Buddhist monks practice that, uh, form of gratitude where when you wake up in the morning, you do, you start with death. Like that is the first thing that you kind of like ponder and you, you understand that today's not promised. And, and the fact that you even woke up is, is just an absolute gift, but you should live your life to the fullest. And if you died today, you should be able to say like, Hey, at least I, you know, loved everyone and, and gave my best self to everybody and, you know, just did the best that I possibly could was the best version of myself and, you know, really like lived, lived this day to the fullest. And I think there's uh, just a lot of, a lot to be taken away from that. I think, you know, focusing on longevity is excellent and we should live a long, healthy, happy life, but really focusing on the happiness, right? Like being able to live each day and enjoy it fully, I think is really something that we need to all focus on. And I think it will really help us to, you know, improve not only ourselves, but also the world around us. I think when we focus on trying to make the most of each day, it's just really going to brighten everyone else's day and kind of create a better world, right? Like I think all change starts at the root level, which is yourself. It's the only thing you can control. And so I think that's really what it comes down to is, is, uh, really just respecting each day as it comes and treat it like a gift. Cause it absolutely is right. It's the present. So, uh, anyways, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode. Sorry for my little rant there at the end, but, uh, just felt like it was worth saying. And, um, yeah, hopefully you got something great and beneficial out of this episode. Um, you know, I think in terms of, uh, you know, trying to live a healthy, uh, life and, you know, really focusing on health and wellness, it is very important for us to look at longevity and understand what are the things we can do to have, you know, add years to our life and life to our years. And so, yeah, hopefully this gave you some insight into that, you know, how we age, why we age, and what are the things that we can do to slow down that aging. And hopefully they were pretty simple things. Um, and oh, one last thing I did not talk about enough was shaga. So the shaga mushroom, the medicinal mushroom shaga, is, and sorry, it's spelled C-H-A-G-A. It is possibly one of the most, if not the most antioxidant rich foods in the world. Um, Cacao, I know is really, really high in antioxidants as well, Uh, but very specifically shaga. Shaga is incredibly high in antioxidants. Um, It is a true medicinal mushroom. So Rishi is the queen of the mushrooms and Shaga is the king. Uh, It is incredible and has a ton, a ton of antioxidants in it. So um, if there's one thing that you really want to add into your, I'll call it like supplements, I guess, um, definitely make it Shaga. Shaga is incredible. It's going to do incredible things for you. And, um, yeah, if you're looking for different ways of getting it, like, uh, I highly recommend getting a dual extracted form of it. So it's, uh, with hot water extraction and with alcohol extraction, that way you get, uh, the best of both worlds because only some things are alcohol soluble, uh, while some are hot water. So, um, there's a few brands out there. Four Sigmatic is a good one. Rainbow mushrooms is a good one. Um, I think 
it's called Ohm Mushroom, O-M. Uh, I haven't tried that one, but it looks pretty good as well. And then on top of that, I use the uh, Organifi Gold formula, which also has Shaka in it. So uh, that one is my favorite one because it tastes good. It's the easiest way to get it down personally. Um, but even the other tinctures, they're very easy to add into water. Uh, however you do it, I just highly recommend that you add it into your, like I said, supplement intake. So Anyways, that is now truly going to do it for today's episode. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I hope you received a lot of benefit from this episode. That's always my goal with these episodes is to provide information to you so you can make the best decisions for your life and for your health. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your listenership. It's been a pleasure sharing all this information with you today. Uh, it's a truly a gift. Like I said, you know, got to respect the day and uh, definitely so thankful to be here speaking uh, with all of you. So thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, you know the motto of the show. It's connect to your elements and do everything with good intentions. And I'm just going to add in there, uh, treat every day to a degree like it's the last, right? All right, everyone. Much love. Have a great one. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. 